I did not even consult God. I didn't even know you had to. I didn't know I, these things I learned after. I did not consult the Lord. I definitely wasn't no praying person like that, to be truthful. I, I wasn't the person that I am today, for sure. But I was saved. And that was a shot to destroy me. Had it not been for Christ to hold me, I would not have survived. Hi, and welcome to the Words of Encouragement podcast, a podcast of love, hope, inspiration, and encouragement using the Word of God for people from all walks of life. And of course, I'm your host, Arlena. Welcome everyone and thank you once again for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I pray that each and every one of you are in the best of health, best of strength, and most importantly, in the best of spirits. As always, before beginning, I would like to take some time out to give thanks and all praises to Father God Almighty, His Son Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Because without them, I am nothing. But because of Christ Jesus, I can do all things through him who strengthens me, including this podcast. At times, it can be a challenge. And once again, I'd like to thank everyone for listening, downloading, sharing, commenting, liking, following, or subscribing. I truly appreciate it. And even to those who just stop by to see what I'm doing. Nevertheless, I thank each and every one of you. Where I am at, the temperature is currently 79 degrees. Thank you, Jesus. And actually, the time right now is 11.15 p.m. Earlier today, the temperature was hellfire hot sunny. I am currently sipping on some water with apple cider vinegar, lemon, cinnamon, and some agave syrup that I actually had from earlier. It was warm, but now it's currently at room temperature, but it'll still do the job. The name and title of today's episode is What They Meant for Evil. And this is episode number 070. Wow, I made it to episode 70. 30 more, and I can get to 100 by the grace of God. This episode is based on Genesis 50, verses 20. And I will be reading from the New King James Version. And it reads, But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about 
as it is this day to save many people alive. Mm. Yes. So, of course, as I've said before, this episode is based on Genesis 50 verses 20. And actually, this is the story of Joseph. So this is just a little snippet, (laughs) basically, of part of the story of the life of Joseph. Now, at this point, Jacob had already died. Joseph's brothers were obviously afraid. Joseph was no longer the 17-year-old that they threw into the empty cistern and then later on sold into slavery. He was now one of the most powerful men in Egypt. He was now the prime minister of Egypt and the second in command to Pharaoh. So they were afraid that he probably would take revenge on them for the evil which they had done to him. You know, you know, normally it's kind of strange when people are perpetrating evil towards others, they never think about the long run until the tables are turned. And then you really begin to see when their own stuff starts to come back at them. And they were afraid because they knew how they treated Joseph. They knew what they did. They remembered what they had done. So let's continue. His brothers sent messengers to him with their message of sorrow and repentance. They pleaded and asked for his forgiveness for their trespasses against him. The Bible tells us that when Joseph heard their heartfelt confession, he wept. Mm. What does that remind you of? He wept. The shortest sentence in the Bible. (laughs) Actually, it kind of reminds me of Christ in John 11, verses 35 to 36, where it reads, Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him. According to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, wept comes from the word, of course, weep, which means or is to express deep sorrow for, usually by shedding tears. You know when someone is truly repentant. Because when they are truly repentant, when it's truly heartfelt repentance, trust me, it comes with a deep sorrow. And usually, like it says, the shedding of tears. Especially when you know you have wronged someone. I believe that Joseph wept because he was feeling or experiencing a sort of deep relief in the place of sorrow. I'm sure many of us know what it feels like to be wronged. And oftentimes, the person who has wronged us never really cares or 
owns up or acknowledges their wrong. There are even times when you will be made to feel or portrayed as the villain, when in reality, you're actually the victim. There are also often times when people have caused us very deep and great pain, deep, deep pain, hurt and pain, without so much as giving us an apology or even a thought or a care in the world. What Joseph's brothers did to him was not something simply as maybe a brotherly disagreement. Because of their hate, jealousy, and envy towards him, they sold him into slavery. Joseph had to endure the pit and the prison before he was promoted to the palace. So to have these once evil men who just happened to be his brothers, the very same ones that actually wanted to kill him if it had not been for Reuben, here they were apologizing for their wrongs against him. It must have really been a sense of great relief for both Joseph and his brothers. This was healing and closure for not just Joseph, but also for his brothers. We all make mistakes. However, that wasn't a mistake. That was intentional, what they did. And sometimes, you know, we hurt people and we don't even realize that we have hurt them. And other times, the hurt might be intentional. Either way, it is truly important as the victim to get to a place of forgiveness. The only way that that can take place is through Christ Jesus and the Holy Spirit, to be very honest. And of course, it takes time. I also have had to find myself doing it. And I'm not going to sit here and say to you that I'm buddies with any one of these people. However, I have set them free for my sake, never ever receiving an apology. I wish them well and I move on in peace, keeping my heart right before God to receive what he has for me. As a child of God, we go through so much at times. At times, it seems like we are always on the enemy's hit list. Indeed, if you are truly a child of God, you are going to be on the enemy's hit list. And if you are claiming to be a child of God and you ain't on the enemy's hit list, well, then you better check yourself. Make sure that you are a child of God. And... That is, the enemy likes using people. He likes using circumstances and situations. And let's be honest, 
He even uses people in the church. And I think that's when it's even more painful. Because you don't expect it from them. But you do expect it from the people in the world. But nevertheless, it happens. And like I said before, I am not going to sit here and tell anybody that getting hurt is easy. It is not. It's very painful. I know pain. I've experienced a lot of pain. You know, there are some who still try to inflict that pain. But you know what really bothers me, like I said before, or really hurts? It's when it comes from those that say they are in Christ. However, at this point, I have learned how to deal with this. I turn it over to the Lord and I ask God to help me to forgive this person. And I admit to God, listen, I'm hurt here. But I ask God to help me to release that person, to forgive and release that person. Because I'm not going to allow them to rob my blessings. So I dust my feet off and my hands off. I wish them well. And like I said, I keep it moving. I no longer stay there stewing in unforgiveness like I once did. Because like I said, I am not about to lose any blessing or breakthrough over anyone at this point of my life. I leave them up to the Lord. And trust me, I haven't seen anybody do someone wrong, especially a child of God, and come out winning. One thing that my former pastor taught us. When we release those who have hurt us, and sometimes the hurt is so deep it's more like wounded us, it leaves room for God to go and do what he needs to do as far as they are concerned. And indeed, I can attest to that. And I live by that. I always ask, I said, Lord, fight my battles for me, Lord. Fight for me. Now, I'm going to tell you a story. Now, this is something that took place, I believe. Oh, Lord, how long has it been? I think it was 2007. Yeah, about 2007. Maybe even 2008. Time is just, it's just flying. I had taken in someone into my home from the bottom of my heart. And actually, this person was a family member. And we were close. Or so I thought. And this individual um, was at a point in her life where she was really not doing so great. And being the person that I am, I had just moved back to the Caribbean. I had a brand new apartment and, you know, my intentions was to go on to St. Thomas to finish my accounting de degree. So I'm like, you know, I wouldn't really be occupying the apartment as much. 
So I'm like, you know, you can stay in it. And at the time I had my cat and I'm like, you could, you know, you know, feed the cat and whatnot. And all I said to this person, just give me a hundred dollars to help pay for the water and the light. That's it. Because at least I was thinking that, okay, I have a lot of experience as far as, you know, I was a former accountant, associate accountant. I shouldn't have a hard time getting a job. So I'm like, you know, she doesn't really have no big job, but you know, she could. So to make her like pay, I'm like, you know, I could handle it. Well, actually to be truthful, I wasn't, I didn't have to pay rent because I owned the apartment and, but I'm like, she can contribute with light and water and it turned into like a three ring circus where eventually this same person that I opened up my home to and allowed to come into my space for, I think it was like two or three years would violate me. Oh my goodness. That, you know, in a way that I never, I never even saw it coming. And, and I, I've been hurt, like I said, but I, I think not, I think it is one of the deepest hurts that I have. I experienced that was something that almost killed me because I had never experienced it on that level. But boy, did it teach me a whole lot. And at the time, of course, when you're going through it and it, it wasn't easy and you had this person just drag, you know, your name on the street with all kinds of lies. And it was a scenario of darkness and light. And it was very, 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 very painful. And imagine to open up your home and then to have someone do that to you. It was devastating. It was extremely devastating. And I had just learned or was beginning to learn actually about forgiveness. So imagine to get a shot <laughs> like that at that point. It caused me to almost spiral out of control because how could someone do something like that? And you know, that was before I even knew about spiritual warfare and the whole rules of engagement thing. And so I was really, I was devastated. I was hurt. I was, I mean, I just, I don't even know what to say. And eventually I put that person out of my home. And to this day, this person has not admitted to what she has done. Now we speak, we, we, we do speak. We, we, we very much speak when we see each other. We speak very well, because like I said, I have come to a point I, I released, I released a long time ago because this is since 2006 or seven or probably even eight. I believe it was 2008 though. And yeah, because I went back in 2006, she stayed two years. So it would have been 2008. So from then to now, you're talking like 13 years. So I've been forgave her, you know, I've been forgiven her. Um, And when we see each other, we talk, but there would never be any closeness as far as that is concerned because she never admitted it, which she did do it. And she never apologized, but 
You see, what I'm trying to say, I was not waiting for her to apologize in order for me to forgive her. Because if I was, well, my dear, it's 13 years. I still haven't gotten an apology. And most likely, I probably won't get one until I'm, she's on her deathbed. But I've already forgiven her and I've moved on. Now, coming back to the story. The enemy sent this individual to me. And because I did not even consult God. I didn't even know you had to. I didn't know I, these things I learned after. I did not consult the Lord. I definitely wasn't no praying person like that, to be truthful. I, and I wasn't the person that I am today, for sure. But I was saved. And that was a shot to destroy me. Had it not been for Christ to hold me, I would not have survived. I probably would have been in jail. I'm just going to be honest. Or I probably would have taken my life. But I didn't do either. Instead, I got stronger. And I learned. And I, today, have seen, not just since today, it's been since a few years now, while I was even still in my Gethsemane, I remember one Sunday, I was headed to church. I don't even know what year that was, because I left the Caribbean in 2017, so it was before that, before I lost everything. So I believe it's probably 215, two, actually, yeah, it was 215, 216. Actually, it was 215, 2015. And I was headed to church. And I was walking down to church and I happened to stop at the supermarket to pick up something because on Sunday, back in the Caribbean, at least where I, you know, grew up, where I was raised, they, the shops are closed, I think after 12 or 1 o'clock on Sunday. So by the time I get out of church, it would be closed and I needed something from the supermarket. So I went in there to pick it up and lo and behold, she was in there. She was shopping. You know, we greet each other. Like I said, hey, how you doing? And, you know, we hold a conversation. But, you know, I'm very guarded where that is concerned as far as she's concerned. But, yeah, we, other than that, we were talking. No, if anybody was in there, no one would have ever known we had a problem between us before. And I remember as I left out to walk down to church, as I'm walking down because the supermarket is next door to the church, I heard the Lord say to me, he said, look at that. She was the one that had everything. She was the one. Everybody always loved her. Everyone was always against me. No one ever believed anything I said. They always believed what she said, even though she was lying. And as I'm walking down, the Lord said to me, he said, look at that. He said, you struggling. Because at that time, I was, I was, I was struggling financially. Okay? And he said, look at that. She more looked like she in the struggle than you. And you got that record, honey. I was well-dressed. Because back in my day, I had clothes. Even though I was struggling, trust me, you couldn't tell I was struggling. When I was suffering, you could not tell I was suffering. And I remember um, during the Christmas time, as the year was coming to a close, I normally like to reflect on, on life. 
And I remember the Lord saying to me, I, oh, I, I saw one of my old pictures. And I mean, I looked good in that picture. Man, I was, man, I was in shape and I was looking good. My skin was glowing. I mean, I was like, yeah, man, I was looking good. I'm, I'm just being honest. I'm not trying to sound conceited, but I'm just being honest. And I'm like, Lord Jesus, I need to get back here. And I remember him saying to me, but during that time you were suffering. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, you're right. I didn't even remember that. Because looking at the, you could, you could never tell. You couldn't tell. And he said to me, look at that. He said, she more looks like she's the one suffering than you. And I said, oh my God, yes, you're so true. Because it was like as if life had taken a toll on her. Where she was the one, always had a job, still got a job, still at the same job. Always had finances. She always had a, whether it's a boat, a boat, whatever you guys call them. A boo or whatever. And to give her money. But the problem was, because she had everything so easy, she took it for granted. And that was her problem. I never had anything easy. I had to work for everything. Everything, I had to kick every door down with the help of God. And for her, she could just walk. She didn't have to, listen, the door was wide open for her. You know, she was loved by everyone and everything. And as I sit here, 2021, this 27th day of May, the Lord turned the evil that the enemy used her to destroy me and turned it around for my complete good. Today, he has elevated me way over her head. That's the God that we serve. And whenever it's her birthday, I always pray. I say, Lord, save her. You understand? In the beginning, when the Lord, when the enemy would try to bring like the evil thoughts, uh-uh, I would rebuke it. I say, save her. God bless her. Save her. And I, and I leave it there. At this point, I do that naturally. I don't have one ill feeling because you know what? Just like when Joseph's brothers threw him in the pit and he ended up in the prison. And then he ended up in the palace. God turned it all around. He turned all the evil for good. And this is what happened in my situation. Even though the enemy used this individual to try to make an attempt to destroy my life, and it very well could have. It really, really could have. But one thing it has taught me, it has taught me about people, to be very careful with people. And it it has helped me to recognize signs of people that may have the same characteristics and that very same spirit. So at this point in my life, I can spot those individuals from a mile away. So... I no longer place myself in those types of situations. And any friendship or anything like that, I always put it before the Lord. Most people here that know me, they'll tell you I'm very friendly. But that's where that ends. Anything further, you know, unless it's for me to minister to them or tell them about the Lord, that's as far as that goes. As far as bringing anyone close to me, unless it's the Lord doing it, I'm precautious. But that doesn't mean I'm going to be unfriendly.
I'm very precautious. If you want to talk, trust me, I'll talk to you all day long. And there's some people, they don't want to talk. And you know when someone don't want to be bothered with you. And if you don't, well, I just leave you alone. But God turned it around for me. And it worked out for so every, everything that she meant for evil against me. God allowed her to live. To see me come to where I am today with her very own eyes. And just about two weeks ago, I was actually talking to her because she called me on the phone. And we were speaking because we had a mutual friend of both of ours that had passed. So she called me to let me know about this person and, you know, and when she, before she hung up, she said, I love you. I said, I love you too, but from a distance. I didn't say that part, but in my mind I was like, yeah, but from a distance. But yeah, I don't have no ill feelings, but you got to be careful. <laughs> you just have to be careful. So I went on and I forgave her and I released this individual so that I can have a clean heart before my master and so that I am able to walk freely in God's wonderful, beautiful, and amazing victory for my life and for my destiny. And you see, there are some people out there who are hell-bent on destroying you. I mean, one of the greatest examples, look at Judas. He was hell-bent on destroying Christ. You know, they are willing vessels that are being used as part of the enemy's plan against your life. In reality, they may end up hurting us real bad. However, if we allowed God to help us to get to a place of forgiveness, release, and healing, the pain for us will only last for a while. And the blessing will be for a lifetime. And even though it may hurt both you and I for the moment, in the long run, they really end up hurting themselves for a lifetime, especially when they don't repent. Forgiveness, remorse, and true repentance can only equal healing, freedom from emotional, physical, and spiritual bondage. Most importantly, it can equate to restoration. The same is for us when we have offended our master. When we come before him with a repentant heart, he is just unable to forgive us, releasing, healing, and knowing that we have not lost our place in this walk and in his kingdom. Has someone wronged you? Has someone hurt you to the point of no return? What are you going to do? How are you going to handle it? Are you going to repay them evil for evil? Or are you going to do like Joseph and leave it to God to turn it around for your good? And like I said, I know it's not easy when you have been hurt or betrayed, especially when someone pays you evil for good. 
but take it to God. Give it to him. He is able. And just like he turned it around for Joseph, for myself, and for many others, he can and he will do the same for you too. Just go to him. He is right there waiting with loving and open arms to receive each and every one of us, including the very person who might have wronged you. If they should come to him. Now, this was not initially supposed to be part of this episode, but I just got some um, some news today. Well, this evening, actually. Where. Someone had just someone just passed. And this individual. Um, is married. Or was married. And. She dislikes or disliked his entire, her husband's entire family. Even to the point where she doesn't want his family coming around, including his mother. Recently, her husband's brother was critically ill. And he was staying by their home. And when her husband would go to work, the wife would not even so much as give her husband's ill, afflicted brother, not even so much as a glass of water, much less a cup of tea. And she would harass him that sometimes he couldn't even stay in the house. He would sit outside under a tree. And when his brother would come home and find him outside sitting there, would ask him, well, what are you doing out there? And he would explain. But of course, his brother would never correct his wife. So to make a long story short, the brother eventually ended up dying. His sister-in-law treated him like dirt, like a dog. So you gotta t- you, you you can tell what kind of heart that person has or had, yeah. And you you hear me referring to her in past tense. It's been a month later. I don't know if it's even a full month since the brother-in-law passed or died. She just took her last breath this evening. Be careful how you treat people. Be very careful. Very very careful, especially. When it comes to the children of God, be very careful. Be very careful. It's not a joke. You know, we all have bad days and sometimes we can snap or, but repent. Repent. We repent and refrain from doing evil to people, especially people in the body of Christ. Not because they may not look the way you think they should look or sound the way they should sound or you think they should sound means it's your duty to mistreat them. Remember, God sees everything and God saw the wrong that this lady has been doing for years and that's only one piece of the puzzle of the story. It's a whole lot more that I'm not going into but I'm just using it as a reference.
You understand? He ended up, her brother-in-law ended up dying. And I don't even think it's a full month since he passed. She's gone now. She took her last breath. I hope that she was able to repent, but I doubt it. So, let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your grace, protection, preservation, and mercy over our lives. Thank you for turning the enemy's evil against us, not just into something good, but into something great. For your glory, your honor, and your name's sake. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Mm. It's been a while since I've done a quote of the episode. So, up next is the quote of the episode. And this episode's quote reads, If you find yourself constantly trying to prove your worth to someone, you have already forgotten your value or worth. And that's by unknown. And just before closing this episode, I would also like to dedicate this episode in memory of my late brother, Earl. Today would be 19 years. It seemed like it was yesterday. I was living in California at that time when it came, when the news came of my only sibling dying. So today is the 19th anniversary of his death. So yes. So as I remember my late brother, my only sibling, I give God thanks for life and the fact that I'm still here. And I also thank God for allowing me to see another year, for adding another year to my life. Yes, Lord. Thank you. I'm forever thankful. So yeah, so once again, I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining me in another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I pray that this episode or this podcast has been a blessing to you. And if this episode or this podcast has been a blessing to you, please feel free to share it with others. And also just before closing, I would also like to say thank you to Ireland. I see you. But most importantly, God sees you. Remember, as long as there is life, it's never too late to accept Christ. Now is the time. Be blessed.